Frank. Yes. You sound better. Yeah, I know. Here's what I have to do to fix that. I have to go into device properties for my microphone. I have to go into advanced. And then I have to go into this other tab. Bottom of the tab is a check mark that says enhance audio. And it is on. I have to turn enhance audio off, off in order yes. to make my uh, audio sound good. Don't let the computer help you is the rules now in mm-hmm. 2021. How do you solve a problem like Mario? This is oh, no. episode 212 of Insert Credit, a oh. relentless array of video game topics presented every week to a panel of experts. It's pace dictated by a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and this will be released a few days after Thanksgiving, but this year I'm thankful for having the original panel all together on the show again. Oh, uh, I'm Frank Cifaldi. I will also be released uh, after Thanksgiving, and yes. uh, <laughs> they're letting me out. Yeah, they're letting me out finally. I'm I'm free, and uh, I am thankful. You know, I, I'm same thing. I'm I'm glad we're all here, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sharing a cold one with the boys. I am uh, Tim Rogers, and uh, I'm thankful to be uh, healthier than I was at the beginning of the year. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I am too. I was. Uh, we don't need to get into it. a couple of years. Look, get, remind me, I'll get into it in uh, three years. Three years from now, I'll explain what happened. All right, I'll make a note. Three years from now, I'm putting that on my calendar. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and I know we were supposed to think of things we were thankful for, and I just, I just forgot to do. It. Hey, oh, here's one. I'm thankful for that little, that little pocket dog that, yeah, uh, that we got over here. He's, he's a cute little guy, running around, wagging, wiggling. I actually, I had a dog development just yesterday. If you want to hear, maybe this will interest you. We, we moved the furniture in our bedroom. We have a, we live in a tiny apartment. We're trying to make it a little more livable. Uh, Bibbity Babis likes to, liked to sleep under the bed, in the middle of the bed, like between where our pillows are. And uh, now that the bed has been moved a couple days ago, he just doesn't know where to sleep. So he has been sleeping on my thigh, just draped across my leg. And uh, it's all I've ever wanted from a dog. So... I got it. it Everybody, we did it. It's fun when uh, when dog behaviors. I mean, it's not fun for them, but <laughs> when their behaviors get slightly disrupted, and they're like, "How do I do I deal with this? I had a routine going, and now you've you've thrown this wrench into it for me." I mean, he could still sleep under the bed. It's just not the same exact geographical location that probably yeah. smells like him anymore. Exactly. We we had this big bar thing inside of the the house here. Pocket had been used to avoiding it because it, it was this big thing in the middle of the kitchen. But then we moved it out. We managed to move it outside. And uh, and for like a day, he was still avoiding the place where it used to be. Because Like oh, when he was yeah. running back and forth, because he's like, don't want to bonk, in, bonk into that thing, even though that thing wasn't there anymore. And he's got a primary sense is smell. So it's uh, it, it yeah. takes a while. Man, It's uh, I, I was just saying earlier today that uh, my baby boy, it's like the absolute perfect middle ground between stuffed animal and video game. That's a sneak preview of my eventual review of uh, having a dog. Frank, have you ever had a dog? Uh, no, I have never had a dog. He's had cats. You've had cats. All right, yeah. that's good to know. That's important data. I'll keep that in mind. I mean, I love cats, man. Uh, Tim, yeah. we decided after last week's show that you were the winner of last week's show. Oh, yeah. Uh, which yeah. means you get to contribute a question here at the top if you have one locked and loaded. I had a bunch of questions. You got to let me host one of these things at some point um, because I've got like a million questions I could put on here. Just choose one. This isn't even a question. Okay, here's one that I would have done. 
Did you all see that there's Funko Pop NFTs? I know. I Did just you see saw this? this. Right? I just think that is, uh, uh, I mean, I'm very, very sad just in general since like age 14, right? It's just getting worse and worse and worse as I get older. Have any of you ever had something like this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me know in the comments below. <laughs> comes, comes in waves. <laughs> if you've ever had something like this. The whole NFTs thing, real sad. Funko Pops thing, real sad. Why not combine them? There, yeah, it's it's the perfect match. Uh, it's a, I do believe it's the same audience as well. Though here's the thing. I made fun of Dynasty Warriors games forever, right? Hopefully you can already see where this is going. And uh, I'll be darned if I didn't uh, 100% that, that Dragon Quest one. Um, so yeah. that's my question, basically, uh, apropos of NFTs. What would get you in there? Like, I know hmm. it's never going to happen for anybody here, probably. Huh. What, 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 would, what would come the closest to getting you in there? I think I, could, I think I got an answer. But first of all, did you all see that uh, Tom, Tom Morello of uh, Rage Against the Machine has reversed his stance, read the machine, and is doing some NFTs now? Yeah, he's, uh, he's with <laughs> a, he's, he's yeah. raging inside the machine now. He's decided the machine maybe wasn't so bad after all. Well, you know, if you think about it, Rage Against the Machine was uh, feeding the machine. Take a toke, everyone. And uh, also, <laughs> system of a down, uh, the system is up now, I suppose. Yeah, because, the uh, system mm -hmm. is in a different direction than it was previously. Yeah, it's like, well, you know what? Let's actually put the system <laughs> Okay, so for, for <laughs> NFTs to be a thing in my life. I'm guessing bonk. I'm guessing. Uh, I, no, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, in, <laughs> the environmental factor would have to be solved. So it would have to uh, yeah. basically the the entire uh blockchain issue would have to not be run on solar power i don't think it's really possible but anyway assuming that magically occurred and then the nft was also actually stored in this environmentally friendly blockchain instead of actually just the receipt being stored there then it would maybe have some utility in some way it still wouldn't get me into it it would have to be like I could see like a gotcha game where you own all the characters that you get being something you could display them. And somewhere. they'd have to be like, yeah, like hyper obscure characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I got the, 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 the piranha from bonk. Brandon, you want to know something that this, this may interest you. Um, I was recently at a party, uh, fulfilling a wish for a, for a young man who all he wanted in his life was to play Saturn Bomberman with 10 players. Saturn Bomberman. Right. I'm, I'm making it sound like he was about to die. The guy's fine. He was. <laughs> it, it was. It was near, Make a Wish Foundation. I want to play 10 player Bomberman. It was near his birthday. I was the only person in the room who, who knew all the characters by name. So nice. I'm like, that's Manji Maru. Nobody knew who Manji Maru was. I'm like, 10 guy Makio too. Come on, guys. Nobody knew. I think I would buy an NFT of a character if it meant I literally owned the rights to that character. Like I could start <laughs> yeah. publishing my own Superman comic. Man, you know, if if you all ever decide to do an Xbox 360 episode, you got to get uh, Ten Guy Machio Three Manji Maru on there. <laughs> Heck of an exclusive game, and I know we, Brandon. I know Brandon loves that. We could do another one. Oh, <laughs> uh, we sure uh, could. Okay, so let's let's rip the manhole cover off of the curse here, uh, yeah. Frank. What yeah. would get you into Funko Pops? Let's do it. What I don't know that I could, but uh, I, I think it was NFTs. No, it's Funko Pops now. We're, we're, oh, okay. we're oh, it's Funko Pops now. Oh, wow. We're unleashing um, the curse. I, I, I own a Funko Pop. Which Funko Pop is it that you own? 
Is it Manji Manji from Ten Guy Machio Three? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, I own. Okay, is it the Gammon? No, it is the Sharknado, and here's why I own it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I own it because I was at Comic-Con the day that the Sharknado game I worked on came out, and at Comic-Con, they were selling a Comic-Con exclusive variant oh. of the Sharknado Funko Pop, and I was like, well, right. I'm going to buy that, put that on my shelf, that's my game. We all know that you get every single regional variant of every game you make. You also get every Funko Pop of every uh, No, that's just the one. True. That's just why that you have one. all the Mega Mans. Frank, I can totally relate to that, actually, because I just purchased the, the Stadia Pro was on sale with a with a Chromecast Pro okay. for, 20, for $22. Okay. And there's no physical release of Stadia Gunsport. And so I was oh, like, there you okay, go. There's your Gunsport. I'll yeah. buy this controller and that's my Gunsport. Yeah, I've never paid money for for a video game I worked on. I think I, we've been over this before, though. I'm proud to report the the tradition continues. Never paid money. It's very good. However, I would pay money for a Funko Pop. I own one Funko Pop. Everybody gets one guess what it is. Uh, the frontline EMT worker Funko Pop that I see at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> All right, that's a that's that's a better guess than most would probably be. I, I I need to point out I did not pay for this Funko Pop, and it was not necessarily gifted to me it came to me by a, a serendipity brandon what's your guess what funko pop do i own oh man i mean if if it was gifted to you i was gonna guess that there's some solid snake one um, it was it, it was sort of gifted what's the word the industry word it's like in a, it was in a bag it was in like a gift bag oh, it, okay. it wasn't it wasn't like a person going i bet you'd love this which has happened to people i know it sounds quite uncomfortable yes it you does. know uh, okay, I'm I'm thinking if it's an in, if it's in an industry industry gift bag, it's not a video game character. It's a pop culture character that there was a video game based on. That's my guess. Okay, that's a that's a de- that's not as good a guess as the frontline EMT worker. Brandon, you yeah. get one guess. Uh, my my guess what? I mean, I think I wasted it on on saying Metal Gear Solid Man. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Should I reveal who the Funko Pop is, or shall we leave it to the listeners? No, please Let's, do it. We got. Oh, you want me to reveal? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, it's, uh, I, I want to do a segment on Funko Pop someday. So everyone bookmark this in your mind. Okay. The only Funko Pop I own is John Oliver from last week tonight, which was in the swag bag. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the producers when we, when we saw a taping of it a couple years ago. And I, I can't throw it away because yeah. I know I need to do a video about Funko Pops at some point. And that's the perfect. Prop. I own four Funko Pops, but maybe I'll talk about them at another point. Three of them were gifts. Wow. DC characters, I'm sure. Yes, three of them were gifts. Also, I just need to clarify for anyone wondering, the, the Funko Pop is completely surrounded by other things inside of an opaque box, just so everyone knows. There's no part of it peeks out. John Oliver can't watch you while you sleep. Yeah, he, he doesn't see any daylight. My just before question. you move on, I, yes. I think this is a good... Uh, generally, this topic of people's obsessions with having physical things i don't know this comes up on this podcast fairly often so i do yes. think there's something here we should circle back to with the funkos all right. got a yeah. new genesis game <laughs> the all the all funko episode i literally got one this week a funko no uh, a, a new genesis game oh, i was was it was it gaia Riss? it is uh demons of astaborg no i mean a newly made brand new oh, oh well i mean there's there's like a new uh, uh, e, uh european gaia Riss that came out that looks cool Oh yeah! And every purchase benefits the Video Game History Foundation. Go get them, boys! I, got I am order. adding this Delicious. to the list of questions to circle back to in a later episode. And buy it from Castlevania because they do this Castle Cash thing. I don't know how they can afford it. We'll talk about that later. Buy it from Castlevania. What's the best experience you've ever had in online multiplayer? Oh, it's not. Uh, 
I'm not going to say what it's not because I mean we've all had that the exact same experience that I was going right. to explain. Okay, I, w- I was going to cheat because it's it's like technically online, but you're in the same room, but that's not really it. But if if I were going to are you going to talk thing, about Picto Chat during a GDC talk? No, I'm going <laughs> to talk about um, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead Two because oh uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. I love playing that with my buddies in the same room, and technically we are over a network but we're all physically in the same location on different screens with our own xboxes or pcs or whatever heck of a fun time to play that game with other people and be like boomer over here and whatever and, um, it's a tasty video game splamped on it's it's not exactly picto chat at the e3 thing but uh you are reminding me that at the e3 press conference where nintendo was uh about to reveal mario kart ds and show its multiplayer uh, I had an itch. I had a feeling that was coming, and uh, I got my DS out right away. And uh, for about two seconds, I was in that game, and they booted me. Whoa! But like, cool. you didn't see it on screen or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I like I I I got in their uh, multiplayer thing and, and immediately booted out. But so you uh, played with Reggie for half a second. <laughs> yeah, that that is that's true. Yeah, I was I was up in his game for half his, a second. His body was ready to kick you out of his game. That's not <laughs> not a good joke. Um, I believe I had this. Uh, I mentioned this in the past, but I had this excellent thing where we were playing Halo against a bunch of um, little tiny young people, as happens, and it was just a bunch of little little <laughs> tiny little British voices saying the most vile, hearse-ridden, homophobic things just these these little baby voices um and you know that's bad but it was also funny because their little their little british voices being like you bleepity bleepity blanky blanky (laughs) i think if i had to pick like the best multiplayer experiences i ever had online i guess i really enjoyed playing through halo 3 that was mine online with 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 the friend yeah with with the boys I played through with just one friend. Yeah, with the boy. That's that's what yeah. I did. Well, my one friend was a girl. Oh, Whoa. you beat me. Yeah, so no. looks like I win, I guess. You win again. Yes. Though I also had a real good time playing through Gears of War 1 and Gears of War 2 with my main man, Delicious McCune. Uh, we had a good time on opposite sides of Tokyo. He just had a motorcycle accident. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's okay, though. Oh, well, that's How's good. his pizza place? His pizza place is going okay, but uh, yeah, he 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 done crushed a bunch of ankle bones. And finger I bones. saw on his Instagram story something about his pizza place getting shut down. He's like he's got to move the location yeah, elsewhere. He's, he's moving it, so he's got a whole lot going on. But his pizza is pretty good. I was planning on strutting into that pizza place like a like a huge psycho. I think he'll open it up again. Shocking somewhere. and blowing his mind. Now I got to ask for a goddamn address. Oh, you could just ask me. I'll know. Hey, I guess that's that's one way to do it. Yeah. Also, I mean, might as well let the guy know I'm coming. I mean, it's kind of weird to just fly across a whole country and then just show up. I'd I mean, I'm not going there ju- just for that. Anyway, I would eat a pizza. I don't know if I've mentioned this one before. I feel like I must have. The Earth Defense Force 2 on Vita. Oh, yeah. I played that online a bunch. And um, I must have mentioned it because I remember talking about how they have these set emotes, but they had like hundreds of them. So yeah. you could you could be like you know ammo here or uh, but the, my favorite one was uh, I love tanks. You could oh, just yeah. say I love tanks, and so I would just be spamming I love tanks as I'm rolling around blowing up giant bugs and stuff. And uh, you know we'd all celebrate at the end, and everybody be start saying I love tanks. It was great. And uh, that clip is now archived to prove uh, your pro military leanings. 
Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I hate tanks. Back in my uh jerkier, trollier days, uh I hopped on that that second life for maybe a day or two. I thought it'd be really funny to go into this uh like furry club with like a dead deer just strapped to my back. Like, hey guys. <laughs> so so I did. I walked in with just like a dead deer strapped to my back, like that was my costume and uh, Were they all just like welcome? No, so one of one of them was like hey i got a gift for you and i very naively was like cool open the menu and they gave me some kind of virus that made my guy twitch around a lot whenever he tried to walk so that's that's probably my best online experience yeah. is strapping yeah. a dead deer to my back and getting a virus from a furry <laughs> that sounds like something who hasn't gone through that the right of passage design some demons for the next shin megami tensei and tell me how their negotiation options would go down oh man oh, yeah. i've been playing this game are we gonna talk more about it or not uh, you could do that right now. I, here. I, I ain't touched it yet. What? Because uh, every single time I decide to play, uh, my only friend Mimsy decides psychically three seconds before me to put on Animal Crossing for twenty minutes, sense. and then she plays it for two to three hours. So I think the ideal Shin Megami Tensei Demon, what it being a Nintendo exclusive these days, it's Isabel from Animal Crossing. Get her in. Yeah, there. why not? She'd be friends with Jack Frost. Yeah, mm-hmm. get her in there. She could beat Jack Frost up in terms of uh realness and i think you'd have to be really nice to her even if she is being weird and that would be how you'd recruit her yeah she'd be real weird yeah well i'm going to talk about the game itself just a little bit you could do that without any spoilers really i think that shin megami tensei is one of the ultimate insert credit series and i think this because it's like a such a solid polished seven out of ten video game where like I don't know, all the problems are are visible right at the start. It's like, yeah, there's some grindiness. Yeah, there's a lot of menus and UI and that kind of stuff. And, but all the menus and UI are very polished. And you know, the, while it encourages you sort of to be grindy because of the relative em- emptiness of the world, you don't actually have to grind that much and the enemies will run away from you once they're lower level. So it uh, feels like it's right in that in that spot for me. But as for five, the my only real complaint is that the battles are are slower than they were in four, mm-hmm. and um, the extra turn indicator thing when you like do a, a uh, when you attack an enemy's weak spot, you get you get like a bonus turn. The system for that is less visually clear to me than it was in SMT four. Otherwise, though, pretty cool. That music's great, and if I were gonna put a a new demon in there. Man, I, I, I feel like... I think like... it should be Tom Nook, actually. I'm revising my stance. It's Tom Nook from Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, and you'd have to give him a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Macca. Yeah, he'd want Macca. Put that uh, Bloodborne protagonist in there. He's not really a demon. I think Tom Nook's style would be more like he joins you right away, but you have to keep paying him throughout the game. Oh, they don't really have that in there, but... But we're making a new one. He, he, he talks about renegotiating his contract every time he levels up. Yeah, okay. Um, something like that. Interesting. Yeah, guy's a guy's a narc. He's a he's a rich boy. I agree. Yeah, and you just don't want to deal. You don't want to deal with that guy. He can rely on the old man's money. Speaking of games that are seven out of ten, yet uh, somewhat polished. Did you play that Bravely Default too? Uh, no, but I just got it. So I like Captain Crunched through that game in the hospital. By the way, I, I had my Switch charger in there, and uh, that game uh sucks in like eight billion really bad ways. But overall, it just it just rules. How long would you say it is to play through that game? 
Um, I got through it in like 40 hours, but I, I did kind of take a couple of, uh, it's very straightforward. It, it's got that thing, that system that is just too flimsy. That is uh, where you have to level up your dudes, level up every job class, but you can just level them all up really fast if you fight the right types of enemies. Oh yeah, I don't like that so much. It's like, just give me all the abilities. Yeah. Just give me, give me the full deck of magic cards, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Don't make me sit there and collect the cards one at a time. Yeah. Because actually configurating a party to maximally take down a boss is uh, is thrilling. Uh, grinding the dudes up sucks. However, I'm ready to have a real good time with the... I'm on board with anything Shin Megami Tensei's got. Love talking to those monsters, dude. Talking to those yeah, creatures. Put uh, put SBO in there. SBO, the, the armadillo. SBO's an armadillo, SBO's right? a chameleon. A chameleon, yeah, that's what I meant. SBO the SBO chameleon. the chameleon. Yeah, I like, I like that weirdo. You have to keep uh, reassuring SBO that they're better than Sonic. <laughs> yeah, and that's how or at you, least that's better how than Knuckles. Rouge the Bat, and then you have to reassure her that her, her levels were okay. Yeah, I get that's it. Right. I want to get more Sega in here. Let's, 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 uh, let's get the car from Daytona. I love it. Just uh, it, it's, a, it's a demon you can get, but it's a vehicle. <laughs> right. And you can actually drive it around. I'm into it. I want a vehicle in Shin Megami Tensei. In those games, your vehicle is just you can run fast. <laughs> Just make me ride a demon. Why not? That'd be cool. Ride Surfing demons. on like a big demon manta ray. Yeah, yeah. Yoshi yeah. in there. That's what I'm talking about. Get yeah, get me a demon Yoshi. A Yoshi. Sure. A Doshi. Yoshi could be pretty sick. Doshi and the Giant. Oh, I love Doshi and the Giant. Yeah, put him in there. Designed and directed by Kazutoshi Ida. Mm-hmm. I met that guy. How was he? He was a really extremely chill dude, actually. Very extremely chill dude. I want to talk about the best books or codexes or flavor text within a video game. Okay. It can be really dry. Sometimes it's kind of fun. When is it good? When is it bad? I like those Pokemon ones when they're funny. Like the descriptions of the Pokemon? The descriptions of the Pokemon like we have to do in the lightning round sometimes. The good simple facts uh, where there's just like a random fact about the Pokemon in place of like what you would expect to be in one sentence biography. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty tasty. I think uh, probably you'll find that the best ones are the uh, caretaker text in the DS game Moon, which uh, I wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. You nice. Wrote yeah. Very that, good. That's, but that's some codex. It's it's not actually the best, but. Uh, and it's not Pokemon Moon. It's not no. a moon. It's, it's not Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Pokemon. Not Moon for PlayStation 1. Not no. that one either. No, it's some other moon. Not yeah. Moon, the uh, the film directed. That's no moon. Directed by Duncan Jones. Wait, I got to work on something called moon. You do. Yeah. yeah all the yeah, rest of us have. It. Dang it. Hurry it up, Frank. I don't want to do that. You ever seen that movie moon? That movie's okay. I like it. And then I followed that guy. Oh, on... I was, I was the best boy on that movie. That's oh, right. Frank is the best boy. <laughs> I followed that guy on Twitter and then he was, um, too much of a regular neoliberal type. Oh, is he? And then I stopped. He, he's not bad. Well, he's just like, well, he's just like, bad. Your mom or your dad. Did you see his, uh, he would have voted for Obama three times? Is that kind of guy? <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you, I mean, uh, did you see his movie Mute that he made? It's a Netflix movie. I, I think didn't. it's on Fandango as well. Is it good? I, yeah, I really liked it. It's like a pseudo sequel to Moon. That's kind of a spoiler. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll oh. give it a watch. Yeah, like, it's, uh, yeah. It's pretty good. I remember one that I liked. Maybe it would be too twee for me now, but I, um, Ridiculous fishing. I liked oh. the the descriptions of the fish and stuff, and the, the, it's similar in like 
uh, Donut County. They just have little little quirky bits of dialogue. And I remember in Ridiculous Fishing, they had descriptions of all the fish, and there was an eel, and uh, the description was basically just a snake. You know, now in this era, that's kind of what you would expect. But uh, in 20, 2012 or whatever that came out, it was kind of cute. But yeah, that, that tradition has stayed alive in games like Donut County, which have a lot of meta conversations with you in the item descriptions. I mean, I liked the uh, Katamari Damashi yeah, item yeah. description. I was about to bring that up. I, however, I must confess, uh, and I mean, I'm sorry about this. I just, I never played it in English. I don't know what they were like. I don't know what they were like in English, though. I had a good they time. pretty good. I had a good time with them in the language that I read that I that I played the game in Esperanto. I like when the flavor text is entirely optional and it is delivered via audio that can play as you continue doing other stuff. Oh, that is man. the best flavor text. You know what else is real good is uh, like those audio logs when you pick up like a, a cassette player. I thought that's what you were talking. That's exactly what I'm talking about. But it's got to be optional, and it's got to keep playing as I do the main game stuff. I just love when the guy goes. Mm, it seems as though the zombies might get through the wall very soon. Good right. thing I put my golden crossbow in a box <laughs> underneath the stairs, ninety degrees from this uh, to the left or whatever. To, I really yeah. love and that's <laughs> From the location that I am leaving this tape behind. <laughs> I will be able to obtain it quite quickly after finishing this recording. And then <laughs> there's a dead body just on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. It reminds me of the, the scene from uh, the dang Simpsons when there's like a dead body in the, in the mountain. Homer goes up there to, to climb. Mm-hmm. It's just somebody writing his log, log and was like, I hope that Abe Simpson does not try to murder me in my sleep. And then there's a chunk taken out of his arm. I like when uh, when you can see the disconnect between the the writer of that audio log that thought that it was going to be something bigger. And then yeah. and then there's just like a dead body sitting there. It's like, and here I am. I'm dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That's the bad stuff. I guess uh, it, it, it kind of speaks ill of me as a, as a word-enjoying sort of person that I don't really read, like, item descriptions or ever, ever chuckle at them. I just kind of don't really do it, which makes me sad. Why don't I? What would it take? We need more Katamaris out there. Yeah, are video games the wrong place for this, then? They're the wrong place for words, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it can't be done, Jerry. I'm not saying it can't be done. It probably can be done, but it hasn't really. I mean, not not in my purview, anyway. I mean, I, w- I would say that the the museums that Frank and I worked on, those are pretty good. That flavor text, I think. So. I guess it is. Yeah, it's, but it, you you can't access it while playing a game unless the menu's the game. Right. That's what I'm. Can saying. Can I just say the worst flavy text, uh, the worst gravy text in the history of video <laughs> games? If I have to pick it right now, I just sit on the sofa at night after drinking my Zequil. Because I can't sleep no more, because uh, I got a lot of pain. And I sit on the sofa, and Mimsy's playing Animal Crossing, and she's catching fish. And every time oh, I hear that woohoo sound, I look up at the screen, as that little bongo music is playing. The bongo music, what heralds the text box. And I look at the TV screen, and I, I should stop doing it. Because uh, <laughs> the whole uh, dock, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't do it, right? Yeah. It hurts when I do this. However, I ain't going to don't do it is I look at the screen, and there, within a text box, some words an individual wrote uh, about about a fish, yeah. and a pun that is bad enough once, 
uh, worse enough twice and a downright epidemic after the third or fourth repetition to a point where it's, uh, I call it a black bass, the most metal of all fish or whatever. How many times you got to see someone say that? I've localized video games before, I confess, and uh, every once in a while it's a cell in a spreadsheet and there's a blank space next to it and you just got to type it. You type some words, right? Mm. You do it once, not necessarily thinking of the thousands and thousands of times uh, the experiencer will experience it. Best way to rewrite that, I would rewrite it as, I call it a black bass. That's how I would rewrite that one. That's solid. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's no better way to celebrate the fact that we're all back together again than to bring us all collectively into an improv zone. So here we are. Oh. I see. My, uh, my dentist actually told me, uh, like, I, I put this, they, they put this antibiotics inside my gums. <laughs> yeah. And the dentist said, uh, literally said, do not clench your teeth really hard for the next three days, she said. <laughs> she literally, like, this is not even a joke. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to take it easy on this one, is all, all I'm right. saying. Well, don't let it get to me, is what I'm saying. In this improv zone, one of you is an unpopular but extremely dedicated Twitch streamer. The other two of you are the channel's only two viewers who are very active in the chat. Yo, mm. yo, yo, it's me, big boy, okay. baby boy, and my cousin, Jerry Trashcan. How are you doing tonight? Wait, why can I hear you? Uh, I'm just going to not look at my text and my chat. <laughs> uh, I assume my thousands of fans are uh, having a good time. Stream Fortnite. And we're playing Fortnite tonight. Stream for oh good, he's streaming Fortnite. You want, you want to play Fortnite? Who should I play as in Fortnite? Who do I you like guys when he streams see? Fortnite. Who do you guys want to see in Fortnite? You want to see me play as Ninja? Wait, is that possible? Pickle Rick, Pickle Rick. <laughs> oh, Pickle Rick, dude, did you see that Pickle Rick episode? Oh my god. OMG, I love it. My wife hates when I put it on. It was Poggers. Are you guys gonna get the Intellivision? <laughs> I'm thinking of checking out that Amico uh, so I can play uh, my favorite Intellivision games. Uh, ha ha. I don't think I've really played too many of them. There was that one where you play as a clown and you got to kill your, was it like your psychiatrist? What game was that? Lol, you're making this up. I just got a headshot, bro. Tommy Tallarico retweeted me once. It was the best day of my life. Yo, I think Tommy Tallarico's in this game of Fortnite right now. He's playing as Master Chief. Wow. A tall Tommy. That's his wow. username. Don't um, forget look, about me when you're famous. I was your fifth subscriber, so don't forget. Yo, about bro, that. wouldn't it be tight if I'd shot him in the foot? Yes. And it like blew his shoe off. It Yo, you know what tight. they should add to this game? Let you wear like Mega Man boots. Yes. And have a Mega Buster. That would be good. I it would take them five minutes to implement it. Why haven't they done it yet? I don't know how to vocalize this, but here's here's a Pepe the Frog in your chat there it is <laughs> just a wall of them oh yeah yo i'm gonna say something vaguely racist and form it as a question so that it's not um doesn't reflect upon me well they put ryu and chun Li in this game that's pretty tight yes that's tight although i prefer edward honda did you know that his first name is edward oh it's edward yeah i thought it was edmondo uh, well guess uh, what because he's mondo big right I watched another video that told me. I lost that game of Fortnite, by the way. We're trying to roll up this. We're trying to roll up. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just got, somebody just shot me in the head while I was teabagging a tree stump. We all still believe in, in you and your future as a streaming champion. Are you doing any giveaways today? Oh, yeah. 
Where's my free code? I've got a used copy of Dead Rising on my Xbox 360. And I've got a priority mail envelope. Cool. Give me your address. <laughs> you pay the shipping. I can send it to you. Give you me know your what? address. I won't you know why it. this game sucks? Fortnite? Because they don't have Frank West from uh, Dead Rising in there. You don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. I stepped out of character. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading game facts about Capcom top 10 Capcom characters that should be in Fortnite. And uh, Frank West was number one, so he's got to be good. Bionic Commando, number two. Yeah, if you, can you imagine if you could be Bionic Commando in this game, dude? Extremely fire and also sick. They put Spider-Man in here, too, and then it'd be two dudes swinging around. Yeah. Pepe the Frog smoking a joint. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to try to smoke a J tomorrow because my mom's got a dodgeball practice. All right, I think we should call it there. Good one, guys. Um, Big boy, baby boy. My mom's got dodgeball practice. I should have typed, I'm typing F in the chat when, yeah. he, when he died. Oh, yeah. I missed opportunity. Uh, we'll be able to reflect on that while we take a quick break. Or QB. QB. I would get myself an ice cold beverage. Welcome back to the Insert Credit Program. Thank you. Here on your uh, podcast listener device. Frank Cifaldi is here with us. Hi. Uh, Tim Rogers is here with us. Uh-huh. Brandon Sheffield is here with us. Okay, we're back. This is the point of the show where we take a look into the dirt bag, where listeners to this show who subscribe to patreon.com slash insert credit get access to a form where they can submit questions to the show where I pick these out from. They get access to our regular episodes one day early and bonus content every month in the form bonus of bonus uh, content. Yeah, bonus content. Uh like um the discussions we have before, during and after the show. If you want to hear hear and hang out with us a little bit more, carefully curated by our editor. It gets a little racy, so uh <laughs> Uh, be warned i was afraid you were gonna say another word can i just say real quick yes i think maybe you don't need to give the podcast one day early to the backers i think they're cool enough people to just kind of uh let everybody have the podcast at the same time what are y'all hoarding it one day early for shout me out in the comments if yeah, you agree. sound sound off in the patreon if you wouldn't mind if uh everybody got the show i don't know day. yeah that's just me like i want to listen to it one day early i'm not going to back this on patreon because I, I, <laughs> I don't pay i don't pay for uh, video games content that i work on all right uh, i'll keep that in mind i don't know uh this is from a listener who i will choose to keep anonymous oh no they ask can pursuing an in-game romantic relationship as in a bioware or persona game constitute emotional infidelity in the context of a real-life monogamous relationship just a hypothetical question. No, I saw this on uh, on on that like Reddit ships Twitter account where some guy was like, "My girlfriend dated a woman in in Mass Effect or something, and she had to like oh, download yeah. a hack to do it." And I and I was like, "Is she a lesbian? Does she not like me?" I'm very upset. It was the, about it was this. the downloading of the hack that was what that, that broke the camel's back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? The cold answer is no. For me, um, just right. stone cold no. Period. I mean, I do believe there uh, in that that the such a thing as emotional infidelity in real life. Uh, yeah, that I believe exists. It's, it's a real thing in real life. You start to stretch it a little bit when it's like a Reddit post. Like my girlfriend loves Russell Crowe. She just talks about Russell Crowe. I remember this from Reddit from like 
many years ago. She just talks about Russell Crowe all the time. And it's like, uh, that's not really emotional. I don't think, I think that's uh, on the other side of the line. So I think the yeah. video game character dating thing, I don't know. I think if emotional infidelity, if, if we establish that emotional infidelity is real, mm-hmm. then I think one could commit that in a video game. It's a state of mind thing. But I think for the most part, um, when people are, you know, role-playing romantically in a video game, they're just role-playing, which is a normal human thing to do that doesn't have to have any real meaning to to, to the real-life situation. Monogamy is weird. It is. That's the answer. It certainly is, Jerry. It's. Uh, I do believe this question is kind of a neat, um, a sort of a punched-up, like a graduate-level version of the can a video game make somebody cry question mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. Do people still ask uh in in all seriousness uh you know i mean i i would i would get off twitter a hundred percent however i must stay because i'm uh i'm observing I, somebody has to right i i just i believe i saw somebody ask the can a video game make you cry question in earnest like three days ago so it's wow uh, they're still they're still out there anno domini 2021 Peter yeah, Peter Molyneux says this game will finally make you emotionally cheat. Yes. Oh yeah, that ought to do <laughs> right. it. That ought to yeah. do it. Yes, this game is legal grounds for divorce. Yes. I mean, like if 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 like a Mass Effect character would start like texting you like on your phone. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I I mean I don't want to I don't want to get too deep into this because I will I will stir the pot of speculation about what sorts of videos I'm working on in the future. Though it shouldn't uh, it should not stretch anybody's. Uh, any attention payers uh, uh imagination to know that I, I purchased a pocket station recently you ever had one of these and of course i mean duh i purchased the tokimeki memorial 2 pocket station that came with the tokimeki memorial 2 giant box that lets you basically just like emotionally cheat uh with this girl with your little pocket station memory card on the go the next level of that would be it should just text you because we all have pocket stations all the time now Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't purchase the Pocket Station for Tokimeki Memorial 2, by the way. It was for something else. Though, uh, uh, I wanted the Tokimeki Memorial 2 one, because why not? I think the Pocket Station and VMU space is, it remains very mentally uh, stimulating to me. Even though, like, none of the potential was really realized. I still am intrigued. Well, I mean, it, the, potential, the, 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 potential, the potential. potential is still out there for somebody to realize. It's still out there. I mean, every EA game, every Ubisoft game, they all require you to, every Rockstar game, you have yeah, to... pull up your phone or whatever. Well, you have to sign up to some Ubisoft network just to play an Ubisoft oh, see, game right. online. Ubisoft Connect or whatever it's called. They could just go one step further and just have the thing start texting me on my phone. This is yeah, getting to a point where somebody can actually use this for something terrible. Instead of being like, oh, buy Fortnite points for 10% off for the next 15 minutes or whatever, uh, it would just be like the, the girl that you're dating in the game sending you something, and then you get items. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a certain libertarian uh, uh, weirdo game developer whose name I will not mention who, uh, uh, who made an AI that you can talk to and kind of have a relationship with, and it's it's not far off doing that. Like, I feel like that's someone's going to do it if it hasn't already been done. I mean, I feel like that could get to a point of emotional uh, infidelity, just to the point where it is a... I mean, like the if, movie if, Her. if we broadly define emotional infidelity as it's distracting me, I'm in the middle of enjoying some time watching my only friend catch fish with the same flavor text. And over there, I'm, I'm texting Judy from Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Youch. Mm-hmm. Right. 
oh, you should be paying more attention to the copywriting on the fish, then what, what do you think? You're going to get some sort of a, a sexy message from this fake character? And then at that point, it's just, you know, it's still the year 2021, and it, these things can't parse a sentence out of a paper bag, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it's talking to a robot hasn't gotten any more fun. You ever try getting Siri to play a song in the year? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't work, man. It sounds like the answer is no, but with a little bit of work, it could be. With a little bit of work, right. uh, Alexa could save you 15% on, on graham crackers or, or wheat biscuits yeah. or whatever. Uh, that's about it. I don't really think I'm going to necessarily get attached to anything anytime soon. What is the right amount of enemies to put in a level? Six. No, fill it up, dude. Get it crawling with what jerks. What kind of a level are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, what kind of a game is this? What kind of a if level it's Dynasty is this? There's Warriors. no answer to this. Come on. <laughs> it's an open playground. If it's Dynasty Warriors, the answer is five million. That's how you know it's a good cue. Yeah. How many levels should a game have? It's like, well, what's a come on. Well, right. Well, <laughs> let's explore uh, the parameters here. Everybody no. get your calculator apps open. Okay. I have a key on my keyboard that just launches the calculator, which took me like two years to discover. Oh, I should get that. It's just right there. This, this reminds me of that GDC talk that I referenced uh, a couple times on here where it was it was about free to play and uh, how you could monetize people and how, how you could really get your hooks in them. And then somebody stood up and asked the question, so how much how much fun do you need to put in there before you can get people <laughs> to spend money? Crikey. The person who was the speaker was like, oh, that's a good question. And and he started answering it, and the guy was like taking notes about how much fun he should have to put in before you could charge money. Will it be 10 AEP, will it? Um, so the, the question is, uh, you want to multiply 16 by 16. And I mean, I don't even need my calculator app to know. That's 256. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's 250. That's the number of squares on a Final Fantasy Tactics map. Now, I don't mm -hmm. necessarily think Final Fantasy Tactics is the best strategy game ever made. Far from it, Jerry. I don't think that. However, when people do seem to viscerally respond to it and say they, they love it, uh, it's actually the best Final Fantasy game. Let's not consider it a Final Fantasy game, people. Let me talk about other Final Fantasy games without trying to tell me actually Final Fantasy Tactics is the best one. 256 squares on a Final Fantasy Tactics map. Does anybody off the top of their head know how many uh, characters you have on each side? It's five. Mm. So you have uh, 10 people on the field. 10 people per 256. So... 10 256ths of the level should be occupied by characters. But it's, it's not like five on five. That's not how it works. Yeah, it is. FFT is five on five. Yeah. Really? Weirdly. Yeah, it's neat. It's very minimalistic. I mean, it's almost a different genre from uh, Tactics Ogre, I would say. I think you basically have 10 256ths, right? 4% of the level is occupied by characters. I don't really know where I'm going with this. 9 256, let's actually say. So 9 out of 256 is, is uh, that's about 3.5%, right? I, this time right. I, how's my math? It's about 3.5%. So there you go. That's how many enemies you want. 3.5% of the volume of a stage can be enemies. The rest of it should be uh, geometry, geography, and you know what? Keep it interesting. There you go. How's that, Jaffe? Is that good? It's pretty good. I, I was expecting some very esoteric mathematics, and you delivered. I just think Final Fantasy Tactics has a real nice balance when you look at it. When you look at a level, it's the right. It has the right balance between environment art, uh, level geometry, and enemies on the screen. That's all I. I mean, that's 3. all. Three point five percent. I wasn't expecting. Three point five percent of the volume of a stage should be composed of enemy. It's about right. I guess. I mean, uh, again, it depends on the type of game. You got a football field. That's uh, you need three and a half guys. Yeah. Two football field lengths. That's seven enemies. 
per 200 that's, yards. That seems barren. That's not, I mean, I'm thinking of like a, a Super Mario Brothers or something with that percentage of enemies. is going to be very boring. Not if the enemies are cool. Not if we're having like <laughs> de- Devil May Cry kind of enemies. Enemies okay. with some kind of personality and some kind of tastiness to them. Though, yeah, for Super Mario Bros, one hit kills, supposing one hit kills, one hit deaths, maybe it is a little empty. I, d- I just posted a uh, uh, an image of Final Fantasy Tactics map with 11 characters on it, just to say. You got that guy, that knight, what's his name? I didn't play it in English. Jasper. Uh, Wait, there's just the knight. There's Agrius on there. And then there's like Golufbo or whatever the, the one knight. He's not... Uh, you got a neutral character on there is all I'm saying. There's a newt on there. Okay. I don't know. I could be I, I could be wrong about this because I don't even really like Final Fantasy Tactics, to be honest. I actually think it's kind of a child's strategy game. I do not like. Do you like Final Fantasy Tactics, Brandon? I do not. For some reason, my dog decided to bark at that of all the things I've yelled. Yeah, I get it. This oh, he's back. He's here. He's here, everybody. My, my boy's here. Hooray! I just, I don't really think it's that good of a tactics game. Yeah, I don't either. I don't I like it. I think it's one of uh, Yasumi Matsuno's low points. I like how it looks. I will well, it say. It looks good, yeah. Yeah, it looks very good. I prefer Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. It's all about that let us cling together, dude. That's what it's all about. Yeah. They yeah tactics cling. Ogre, as my friend Yoni called it. Tactics Ogre, yeah. That's that's uh, that's a tasty one. The March of the Black Queen. Some people call it Ogre tactics Battle. Tactics Ogre. Um, a person of lordly caliber. Some people call that Ogre Battle 64. Some people do. Some people. I, I prefer to just, you know, okay. use the, the, the director's intended title. Here's your next challenge. Make me a workout mixtape entirely from video game music. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy f- uh, Ice Flower music for one hour. <laughs> I, see, I was going to say Super Mario Brothers Invincibility. Is that the same thing, though? Oh, no, it's much it's much better. Than... Okay, okay. <laughs> Have you never heard the Ice Flower well, music? I, mean, I, I don't remember. I've played I'll, di- I'll dial it up for you, and you can click okay. on it at your own okay. peril right. uh, later. Your own perilous leisure. I'm going to just choose a bunch of good ones. Um, yeah, please go do. It. You got uh, Queen of the Passion from um, Yakuza, which is a nice little Eurobeat thing. It'll pump you up. We got uh, Sewer Surfing. Sewer surfing, sure. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep it, keep it going. What What else should we have? Because Because you want to be pumped up. This is a workout mm-hmm. zone, man. I'm I'm really stuck. I'm I'm trying to think of things that aren't Eurobeat, and it's very difficult. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if anyone else could pull this up from memory, but uh, boss fights from Sunsoft's Batman Return of the Joker for the NES is uh, get him in there. Heart pumping song. I'll, I'll find that for you. It's pretty brain pumping. I think uh, there's some Final Fantasy battle themes that could be good for workouts, and then some that would be just laughably terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the, the the battle theme from Final Fantasy 13 by uh, Masashi Hamauzu, "Blinded by Light," that is a uh, that's a good song for workouts. I don't know if anybody knew this though. I, I used to run a lot, so you know, just just letting you all know that I used to run all the time. Let me tell you, you want it to build up. You want the you want the playlist to build up, and I think "Blinded by Light" has like a perfect ramp up intro to get you kind of up to your good sort of medium running pace by the time it really gets pumping. So there's that. Not necessarily a stretch warm-up song. You want a stretch warm-up song at the beginning. Yeah. What would you stretch to? I mean, I think for me it would be... Um, I don't know if I have the the song right. There's some part of Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne that has a big pipe organ deal going on. And it's... Uh, mm-hmm. So like, if if you're a goth, you would absolutely want this as your, as your stretching warm-up. Yeah, and a I would I would stretch to like the basic town music from Final Fantasy Four. Frank, I think this uh, this Batman Return of the Joker boss battle music is almost too intense. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so am I. 
and that's um, your, I'm going to get, get I'm going to get ripped. Okay. Yeah. Good, uh, good. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna die of rhabdo within two minutes if you listen to that. <laughs> Shout out to my CrossFit family in there. Um, I think the the like name entry music from Fire Emblem Awakening. I would listen to, or Fire Emblem Three Houses. Sorry, that is a good tune. I would recommend that. Um, I think the stage one music from Xeno Crisis is really good. It, it's it's got a build as well. So this is maybe like a cool down or something, but it's still pumping. Like you you still you still getting it going. Are there any like workout videos on YouTube that are just a person working out to video game music? Because if yeah, so, there's probably like there's probably somebody whose whole thing it's like Mega Man music workouts. Yeah, just like the Mega Man Two soundtrack. Somebody just pumping. This is my Ice Man workout. Yeah, if you want to look like get ripped, like get delts, like guts, man. Yeah, guts, man. Perfect. I would be uh, cut, man, by the end of that workout. That's probably the guy's <laughs> name. That's probably cut, man. Oh, that's the name of the YouTube channel. It's Cut Man. So, Jaffe, the true answer here is uh, there are lots and lots of different types of workouts. For example, for running a marathon. I would want something like that uh, name entry music from Fire Emblem Three Houses on like a four hour loop, something like that, something droning, you know. Uh, so there's just different types of workouts require different types of music. There's no such thing as just workout music. If it were a marathon, I would want I haven't run a marathon, so I shouldn't say. But um, if I were like doing um, a spin thing, if I were if I were doing a, a stationary bike, I yeah. would want something like the Katamari soundtrack where it's. It's like always got something new and cute. Mm-hmm. Got something for me to look forward to while I'm doing this uh, annoying repetitive activity. This tedious, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Sonic R yet, Brandon. Oh man, yeah, Sonic R. Well, I said I was trying not to do Eurobeat, but um, oh yeah, yeah. But let's let's. Get, I put a bunch of Sonic R on there. Like, just uh, put some Yuzo Koshiro uh, Wangan Midnight on there and call it a day. Just yeah, go all the way. Initial D soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I just want to, for the record, I want to say that when I did run a marathon, I, I didn't have any video game music at all on my little playlist. No, of course not. You not, not, not out of shame or anything. It's just, I just didn't, uh, it, it just didn't occur to me. Uh, I finished the marathon while listening to uh, uh, Afro Rampo album, Suto Breco. I finished it at the end of that album, just in case anybody needs to know that. That's marathon music. We got a nice little playlist here, and uh, maybe we'll open this up to the forum, see if anyone else has... Uh, some music they want to add to that that's like a youtube channel just right yeah. for the millions of subscribers if somebody can do it mm-hmm. oh i don't what? think it's a channel i think it's you know three hours of not at all relaxing nintendo yeah. Music. <laughs> the, the yeah. yeah i mean have you seen how many youtube fitness channels there are videos designs to be watched every day they've accumulating hundreds of millions of hits pretty smart dude what is the live action cowboy bebop a video game Oh man, I'm so glad you brought up this uh, this show because uh, I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, there's this disease that's going around. Uh, I'm not talking the coronavirus. I'm talking this disease whereby people feel like they just got to say something about something. Brandon, you made a tweet where it was like uh, you you showed that there was like a GIF tweeted by Netflix, right? That was yeah. like showing like a, a scene from the anime and then yeah. the exact same scene from the yeah. TV show. And you're like, why would they do this? And I almost replied, interesting question to ask out loud in public in the venue uh, whose denizens by the thousands bullied the producers of Sonic the Hedgehog the movie into uh, make. I couldn't figure out how to word it. Though it's like, this is the, the exact place where, where people yelled at Sega until Sonic the Hedgehog looked perfectly exactly like he had looked in the video games. It is impossible to make 
Cowboy Bebop, the TV show, period. Yeah. It's impossible. Well, w- when I said, why would they do this? I meant, yeah, I why would they invite the comparison? Like, why yeah, would I, they ask for this to happen? They're presupposing those people who would get mad if it didn't look enough like the anime. They're like presupposing one group of haters, uh, yet letting 16 other groups of haters just kind of slap them in the back of the head at the same time. Opening the door for them. It's It's just, it is a fool's errand to make something like that. And I do not feel sorry for anybody who had to work on that show. And most importantly, I don't blame them for making that show because they got paid to make yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole bunch of weirdness. I don't understand that show. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I saw a clip. I watched one episode. I saw the clip everybody hated. I clicked well, on it and I was like, ooh. So I think the video game equivalent, I mean, it's the same thing, right? It'd be like revisiting a franchise for modern times that, and no one really asked for it. Yeah. Like Bubsy. <laughs> has to be beloved, though. Uh, I, I have an answer that's sort of tangential to that, Frank, uh, that I would have thrown out earlier if I had not played the game this year and found it wonderful. And that's like uh, The Godfather, the video game. Oh, I don't care if it's good. Well, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah me, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, so Godfather's a good example. I, I actually think that game's kind of cool. That game? No, it rules. Yeah. It's, it's extremely good. Uh, it is like incredibly, extremely good. If it had come out five years later, nobody would be shutting up about it, like even right now. However, uh, I, I recall some gamers being like, uh, or why would you make a video game out of this famous movie, right? Really, the answer is, and I don't want to, I don't want to tip too much of my, my hand of the sort of thing I'm planning to do in the future, though. That Reservoir Dogs video game is hilarious, dude. <laughs> have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, have you guys yes. seen this game? Yeah. Uh, have you seen it, Jerry? Yeah. I have not. I know it exists, but, uh... It is so weird, bro. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, it is not good. Uh, though it's, it's pretty interesting. And I feel like that's a sort of an example of, uh, why'd they make this? And also it's like, because the license was probably just lying around for years. Probably the same thing for Cowboy Bebop. How many people were in Hollywood just like jonesing to get this, this hot anime? adapted for the screen to make us millions you know how many cigars were being chomped per day about the prospect of getting cowboy bebop probably very few yeah and it's like it by the time it finally came out it was just like a you know it's just like a big hard like jet black turd you know just like big dry desiccated thing I kind of feel like Sonic 4 is a good answer for this, e- even though it's still yeah. it's video game to video game. But no it's... one went, why would you do this, though? You know what I, I mean? Did. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. well no, because it guess, wasn't good, it. but it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 no one went, why would you make a new 2D Sonic in the cl- style of the classics? It's like, no, everyone wanted that. Yeah, like, that's true. I mean, I also have an example that came to mind that I don't think is quite it either, which is that Sony made a new Shadow of the Beast for some reason. But yeah, that's like, true. the original's not... You, you you can't revisit that one no at yeah. all so i still don't have a good answer but it, it's it's somewhere in between those two things it just doesn't yeah. uh, i mean i think this reservoir dogs video game is pretty good i just i put it up a video of it for you all to see if you want to see um it's uh, oh you can't hear the sound so what the heck the sound is the best part yeah it's just so stupid you just have the <laughs> yeah, option to, like, I, I, shoot. <laughs> you're like let's drive to the jewelry store to the heist and uh, you could just be pulling the trigger and just shooting people and you got Uga Chaka on the, you got a Steve Buscemi impersonator yelling, what are you doing, you psycho? As you're just like firing your gun out the window of the car. Uh, it's just endlessly, <laughs> endlessly humorous to me. I mean, not to make this too topical, but what about these GTA remasters? 
Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah that, that's that. That could be it. It's like nothing's wrong with the original. I right. don't know why you're digging back into this. The original's fine, but I mean, I mean, Timmy brought this up last time. It's a little bit yeah. difficult to make those run correctly, but yeah, it's, I don't yeah know, why didn't they just make them run correctly? I spent a full work day getting them all to run correctly on my PC, and uh, I want that time back, Joey. I'm just watching this Reservoir Dogs video. Oh my <laughs> god. Good. We're going into a lightning round now. Oh, all right. I've prepared a special activity this week. I'm going to give you each of the 17 stages of the hero's journey as defined by Joseph Campbell. And you have to match up a video game with each stage. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Your first game is The Call to Adventure. Reservoir Dogs for PlayStation 2. Uh, Call to Adventure. I was watching this video. Are we supposed to? Uh, 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 are we supposed to assign a video game to each? Yes, of we're the, supposed to assign a video uh, stages game of the hero's journey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's mesmerizing, isn't it, Frank? <laughs> like, imagine if you will a story about a gamer. Sorry, what was the actual quote in the video that was like causing excessive dam- damage is the mark of a psycho? Was yeah, like, yeah. Screen it, it, text. It, you get you get leaned toward. You become. Uh, regarded as a psychopath if you do too many uh if you kill too many people during your bank robberies uh and also <sighs> during the the driving scenes oh it's a remarkable video game okay it's anyways perfect. what 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 is our first one Jeffy? uh the call to adventure okay i mean th- i think an easy answer is legend of zelda but i think that'll be an answer for probably all 16 stages of this i think the legend of zelda is a big hero's journey video game yeah well okay okay the very first legend of zelda does not have any sort of call to adventure that happens like within the game you just yeah, walk into a, a cave and yep. get a sword uh, uh i don't know like shadow of the colossus feels like a, a game length call to adventure because i feel like the adventure never really gets started in that game here's my good answer which is her story her story the call to adventure the call to adventure because she's gonna she's she's calling all right uh refusal of the call see i'm i'm just immediately thinking trying to think of like narrative examples yeah i i forget if in near automata you can refuse to do the initial mission and then oh yeah you can and then you get like one of the fakey jokes yeah so uh so that section of near automata i'm gonna go ahead and say uh the first metal gear solid because he's just hiding from it the whole time Oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Supernatural aid. Luigi's Mansion. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. That's he's got yeah, the, that's Shadow of the, the Colossus. Yeah. Or any of the JoJo games. Well, then we need a different one for Call to Adventure. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Zelda Twilight Princess. Okay. You start off Twilight. on the right. farm or whatever. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That is a pretty, uh, a pretty you know, adventure is quite foreboded in that game. Or, I mean, even Zelda Wind Waker. I think we got to just say yeah. one Zelda. One uh, is that, a call yeah. to adventure. Refusal of the call. Supernatural aid. The crossing of the first threshold. Mm, nice. That's a Final Fantasy one, where you cross the bridge and then the yeah. title screen comes up. Yeah, there it is, Jerry. That's absolutely it. Just be put, any racing game. Put that one in the <laughs> Frank bag. Yeah. Uh, uh, belly of the whale. Uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, Pinocchio World. <laughs> yeah. I was I was gonna say a similar one, but much more me which is neketsu oyako for saturn and playstation one in which you fight inside a whale it's a one i was gonna say uh king's quest for the perils of rosella where you end up inside of a whale and have to climb out and it's notoriously difficult wow i think the real the real answer is uh that fish in uh legend of zelda green of 
<laughs> all of these. And, we're, and also uh, the giant worm in Gears of War 2. Mm-hmm. The Road of Trials. Oh, no. That's a Trials XD. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely Trials XD. Any one of those trials is. Yep. Uh, the Meeting with the Goddess. That's Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, yeah. it sure is. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say Pac Land, but that works too. I would argue it's actually just the original Megami Tensei. Um, All right. Which uh, uh, I've played, by the way, everyone. Thank you. All right. I've got a hunch for this one. This is Woman as the Temptress. Ooh. Rouge, the bats levels in Sonic Adventure 2. That's right. I was thinking Catherine. I was also thinking Catherine. I was thinking uh, Resident Evil Village with Dimitrescu. I mean, I think it's it's quite tempting uh, uh, to choose Jill in Resident Evil 1 because she's the master of unlocking and it's easier to play as her. Of course. So she's uh, kind of a temptress of the player if we're allowed to address the fourth wall in these answers. We are, but I'm not sure that's the best use of it. Um, <laughs> atonement with the father. Oh, daddy's a... Uh... Just all those games that came out with, like the, at the end of the PlayStation 4 cycle. No, that's atonement as the father. Yeah, uh, that's right. Dad atones not uh, uh, to a, be atoned by daddy. Katamari Damashi. It's Katamari. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's my answer. I was thinking Symphony of the Night, but that's much better. Oh, yeah. You steal men's souls and make them your own? Apotheosis. Oh, I love the apotheosis. What's. Well, uh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I also don't know what that means. Uh, becoming a god. Okay. Yeah, becoming as the god. Yeah, ascending. Oh, oh it's just the end of every RPG, I guess some of them yeah oh black and white how about that uh you are a god you you're the god, a god from the beginning come on but you you the player become the god i mean i think shin megami tensei 3 is, is a good example of uh becoming a sort of a i was trying not to make another shin megami tensei in there but it, well this th- i think this one makes sense because that that's very very deeply about that the ultimate boon ultimate boon oh that's uh mortal kombat uh, by Ed Boon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mortal Kombat Ultimate. Noob Cyber. No, Mortal Kombat. There you go. Mortal Kombat Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That is quite a boon. <laughs> or what's that? What's that Dynasty Warriors game that's about the, the American frontier that has Daniel Boone in it? That's a joke. Um, I was trying to find a Daniel Boone video game. That's yeah. why I was so quiet all this time. <laughs> uh, or a Pat Boone video game. Uh, refusal of the Return. Oh, well, oh. it's not Returnal. Big boy doesn't want to go back. Oh, uh, there's a there's a part in Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. Uh, I believe it's level seven. You return to level one, and if you try to go back to the beginning of level one, you get a message like a humorous one that says there's not enough memory to go to that screen. I oh, think neat. also it's any of those uh, endless runners. Oh, I back. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say jetpack joyride. I don't know. That's a better one. Or cannibalt. I gotta say, it blew my mind to be back in level one when I played that as a kid. Like, wow, it's still here. And it's, uh, there's yeah. there's some things that are different now. I thought that was cool. Princess Tomato's cool. Go yeah, play that game. one, kids. The Magic Flight. Ooh, Daddy's that got magic, magic Carpet by Peter Molyneux? Yes. I was thinking Kirby's Air Ride. Mm. I'm just trying not to mention any Dragon Quest game, which uh, the Dragon Quests all have all of these in every sure. one of them. So it's it's hard to not mention a Dragon Quest. So I won't. Yeah, I mean, I want to put Panzer Dragoon in there. That's a magical flight for me or knights. Yeah, well, Panzer Dragoon 2 has the best magical flight because you're on the ground at the beginning. So the flight is treated as equally, as importantly magical. Rescue from without. Oh, somebody comes from outside to help you. That's Burning Rangers. No, it's not. That's Resident Evil 4 when that dog helps. 
I don't remember a dog helping you in Resident Evil 4. When does that happen? Oh, if you save a dog early in Resident oh, Evil right. 4, yeah, it you, comes you, back uh, and you helps you. get it out of the trap. Yeah, and he says, right. hey, it's that dog. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's that dog. <laughs> I've been smuggling cantaloupes in my arms. The crossing of the return threshold. Crossing of the return threshold. I don't know what this means. It's the racing games when uh, you get the, the reverse track option. Oh, yeah. Drive the other way. Motor Tune Grand Prix 2, then. That's the one. That's right. Master of Two Worlds. Uh, Dragon Quest Six. Uh, I was going to say A Link to the Past, but... LTTP, bro. Yeah, it's got to be LTTP. It's it's Mass Effect uh, when you play it a second time as the Maverick option. <laughs> and finally, Freedom to Live. Freedom. Uh, that's, uh, that's obviously Shenmue, Full Reactive Eyes Entertainment. Free. No, it's Metal Gear Solid 1. Choose life and then live. We already did Metal Gear Solid as Refusal of the Call. It's no. got to be Second Life. That's the, that's the ultimate promise mm. of freedom to live on the on the uh, in the internet space. I mean, Metal Gear Solid literally ends with a character telling you to choose life and then live. All right, that we can put Metal Gear Solid on here twice, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Metal Gear Solid's got them all in there all too. Right. Yeah, it's like Dragon Quest that way. I often say it's the Dragon Quest of tactical espionage action games. Mm. Uh, Frank, you are our winner this week. Congratulations. Thank you. Now is the point in the show where we do recommendations of things our listeners can do between this and the next episode to uh, enjoy and perhaps better themselves. Yeah, I recommend uh, you use the final countdown in your production of I'm Over <laughs> last week. So I think, I think the, the, the song's uh, pretty funny again. So You've come around. That's good. I like mate. that. That's good. Uh, I, I got some recommendations. One is uh, related to what Tim was talking about earlier. Which is, uh, I made the t- decision that I'm not going to watch that Cowboy Bebop live action remake. Yeah, just don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't interact with stuff that you think is going to make you upset or annoyed. Or, uh, But it's like, the new show. I have to watch the new one. You don't have to have an opinion about it. I don't have to have an opinion about it. I would also recommend don't just don't ask like a famous Hollywood movie director if they want to direct a superhero movie. Just don't ask them. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, They're unless you want to get a lot of like retweets and well yeah under article i mean i this used to drive me crazy and in, in zero the, hits on your article but a lot of retweets of its headlines is that what you're saying yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah what were you saying frank i used to see this all the time in the games media right it's like would you like to make a sequel to this popular game you made it's like yeah i would uh, yeah sure <laughs> if like the fan response is there you know yeah. you just like corner ken levine and you're like would you make a castlevania game if i gave you like a billion dollars yeah, sure, kid. And then you just write a headline. Ken Levine would love to make a Castlevania game. And then there's an, another blog post minutes later that's like, Ken Levine wants to make a Castlevania game, period. Here's why that should never happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then minutes later, it's like uh, just email transcripts start surfacing. And right. then Ken Levine's, you know, I mean, he's dead a couple days later well i mean this was this is modern media you're talking yeah, I know, about I'm talking I know. older yeah but yeah well it's the same thing yeah yeah i mean we didn't have twitter back then to to you know really get we couldn't that. we couldn't cancel them yet we didn't have the tools god it, we, it would have been real cool like canceling ken levine who would you go back in time and cancel <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a longer question for later <laughs> yeah keep that one in the pocket <laughs> pre pre milo molly <laughs> Just before he could announce Milo, I just wish the world, I wish Milo was never announced. But I'd like him to be canceled for something like eating Snickers with a knife or whatever. Like <laughs> I a, am enjoying my dessert. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's my Seinfeld reference. I recommend investigating the genre of music known as molam or morlam, which is uh, from the northeastern region of Thailand, Isan, uh, where they play a bunch of cool, weird instruments and have a unique cadence to their singing, and it's very enjoyable. And I've often said that it, it, it some of the good stuff feels way more like uh, hardcore than any extreme music that I have listened to. So uh, I'm going to recommend a specific group called Sabai Tong Pao Puri. They're pretty good. Uh, and I only found out very recently that they speak Laotian over there. They speak Lao in Isan, even though it is in Thailand. They got 20, 23 million something Lao speakers there. Wild stuff. Didn't know that. That's more, th- that's more than there are people in Laos. Wild. Cool. I was going to say, I recommend, uh, I just, I just bought a coat. I never bought a coat before. All my previous coats were received, you know, the foisted upon me. I purchased a coat, a winter coat, full price, brand new. My father would be furious or he would think it's his idea. And he'd tell me I paid too much. And a nice warm coat, if you live somewhere, what requires it, quite a wonderful thing. It is the product of technology that the likes of which sent people to space. Now I can wear it and it is light of weight while also being Gore-Tex. And, it's Gore-Tex. Uh, it's got Gore-Tex on it. Gore-Tex is, you know, it's all over the place. Also, I would recommend that new that new Paul Thomas Anderson movie is really good. Really? Yeah, I, I had an extremely good time watching it. I, I mention this because I've seen it being lambasted on uh, Twitter for some reason, but I've not I've not looked in I've not looked into why it's being lambasted. Did you see it? I haven't watched it because I watched the trailer and I felt I felt a bit tired of it. He's so into his own thing i saw a tweet that was like still making films about youth in the 1970s in los angeles a pretty narrow focus my guy i saw somebody say it's like what he made like boogie nights and and then now this like it's not he made there will be blood and the master and uh, inherent vice and phantom thread those aren't about los angeles in the 1970s or maybe they are i don't know i guess inherent vice sort of is i don't know i thought that movie was real good and I saw people making fun of it on Twitter, and I didn't know why. I don't know how you make fun of the There Will Be Blood guy. I have something embarrassing to admit, which is Let's that um, I, I misheard you and thought you meant Wes Anderson, who also has a new movie. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> the, the other Anderson. They're brothers. Yeah. The other Anderson. There is indeed a new Wes Anderson movie, and I saw... Yeah, the French Dispatch. I saw yeah. a trailer for that and, and became tired. Did you see That's the trailer for the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Licorice Pizza? Yeah, I'll watch it. If I recall correctly, and unfortunately, I know I do. Brandon, <laughs> you're a, you're a big fan of the film Punch Drunk Love, right? I do like PDL. All I'll say is, uh, it, it's a little more like that than anything else he's done since then. I'll I'll, I'll watch it. I didn't. Uh, I was disparaging him unwarrantedly <laughs> because of his last name. Because of his last goddamn name. And then he's also got another new movie coming out uh it's a disney movie it's called frozen oh that's hans <laughs> christian anderson ah i just watched the brothers Grimm last night and we were trying to remember which stories were were brothers Grimm and which were yeah that's a funny movie yeah i really like that dumb movie dude with matt damon and heath ledger yeah and it's it's really funny to be like alternately extremely for kids and then they'll just like do a horrifying scene where someone's face is ripped off. Yeah, I really admired the verve of that movie. There was verve for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, have you seen the stupid Hansel and Gretel witch hunters movie? Jeremy Renner is. 
as Corona no, Panther. I heard a bunch of ads for it. <laughs> Maybe watch that movie it. too. It's about 90 minutes. You know what I did? I'm not going to say which movie. I watched a movie on my phone last night because I've never done it before. Whoa. And I figure I'm at the age where I can finally start going against uh, gosh darn telephone my father's teachings uh, i can finally begin disobeying david lynch i picked a movie uh yeah. scientifically i picked a movie between 82 and 96 minutes long that i wasn't extremely interested in watching and i watched it with my earbuds and my phone which has a 4k oled screen it's a nice screen i held it up near my face took my glasses off which means my headache was uh, better than usual and i watched this stupid movie that i didn't really ever have any interest in watching and it was 96 minutes long and my baby dog is sitting there with me and you know what not a bad time you can watch a movie on your phone when i was 18 i watched american history x on an ipod nano shoot yeah <laughs> i mean we're talking american history that is american history right there i made american history that is a moment that should be taught <laughs> the moment alex jaffe watched american history x on his ipod nano oh it wasn't a, my ipod nano oh man a stolen ipod <laughs> nano. he pinched it from some i want to do an actual plug before we go if let's do it, please okay do. uh i haven't i haven't plugged my other podcast on this podcast in quite a while in a while uh, i have another podcast with kelsey lewin who's been on the show a couple times as well called the video game history hour we bring in experts and we discuss uh, video game history like a very very specific topic usually um so some examples in recent memory we had uh, an italian guy come in to tell us how uh nintendo was marketing uh, mario to the italians we had a really in-depth discussion on the early days of uh pornographic atari games with uh kate willer to actually investigated who made these things for the first time ever somehow no one had ever done about that beat them and eat them uh yes we did absolutely we did what a stupid game we had a, a pr guy on who worked for sega just be like how'd you launch a dreamcast and we just talked about that for an hour good stuff go check us out video uh, video game history hour uh gamehistory.org is uh, the foundation's website if you click on that podcast thing you'll, you'll get them all there or just remember the video game history hour it's on all the things that you get your show is on, including whatever you got this one on. I have some recommendations. Uh, I would like to personally recommend that if you're listening to this show, anywhere where you can subscribe to the show or review the podcast, that you please do that because that really helps us. Uh, you could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, get access to monthly bonus episodes and other exclusive content we upload and our wins, and uh, for the time being, perhaps regular episodes one day early. <laughs> we'll just give them yeah. one day early. Who cares? Yeah, just let's, let's just give it to them one day early. If you really now. just want to feel superior to somebody else, you can get well, it one well, day Well, and you know, the video game history hour, uh, everyone gets episodes at the same time for free. I'm just saying. So. All right. Uh, it's something to think about. Uh, you can join us on forums.insertcredit.com, which is free, and follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and projects. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Cifaldi, Tim is at 108, and Brandon is at Necrosofty. This show is edited by Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. For one more time, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And you have now saved your game. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Shouldn't now? that be for the, the video game preservation show?
to say you saved the game. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to steal that. Don't game preservationists, they say, we did it. We saved the game. We saved the game. Oh, do you know how many times I've like sketched some kind of floppy disk icon in my notebook because it seems halfway clever for a logo? Yeah, for, yeah. I bet. gotta yeah. love a floppy I disk. Bet. I do have to. 